All right, before we get started, I just want to say that I did take some time off from podcasting and training for almost about a month. I'd like to at least put out two per month to keep it consistent, keep it interesting, and, you know, still have fun with it. Um, But, you know, I kind of needed a break. I was a little burnt out at everything. My body was hurting. And then uh, just with work in general, causes me to travel a lot. And it's really hard to, like, stay on top of things. I know that sounds like an excuse, which it is. And I honestly just let that time of me being away kind of just have that little break before I know I'm going to get after it again. So just got back into the training about a week ago. And then um, I just interviewed one of my good friends, Aaron Williams. He's on the Bear Barbell team with me as well. He is a 109 plus athlete. So that means, um, you know, he's in that super category. And he just competed last weekend at the Arnold, also known as the American Open Series 1. And um, he had just qualified for his first international team with Team USA. He needed to beat uh, Medina, and he got one kilo uh, total over him. Uh, Even though that he is in his number one spot now, uh, he still has to do well in Cuba. So if you have time, I know they posted links about donating please donate you know we don't get paid for this and um you know it's a passion but about aaron i think you'll like him he's very laid back kind of goofy very humble and he's just a good guy overall um so i'll just go ahead and cue the intro and hope you guys enjoy welcome to the power not podcast this is your host Corey o'connor this is episode three our guest is aaron williams we talk about his experience on the rogue stage at the arnold convention also known as the north american open series one uh well i guess i'll start off with uh the one thing that i tell people about myself that no one ever wants to believe is that i'm actually originally from germany and uh, moved here probably like 15 years ago or so and pretty much moved around a lot. Uh, started in sixth grade wanting to play like football. And I, I remember vividly is uh, I was at practice and I forgot what his name was. All I know is we were doing like a punt return or something. And one of the bigger guys on the team hit me and, and literally knocked me like seven yards from the start, you know, from where my feet started at. And uh, quit the sport for a year, you know, tried to gather my thoughts, you know, yeah. started missing that, missing it again, you know, got back into it. Uh, played a little bit of college ball at the University of Central Oklahoma. Uh, got into more of like bro type weightlifting after that, you know, bicep curls in the mirror type situation until one day I decided to. See if I can still clean a barbell. You know, that's kind of like my, my little start there. You know, I'd, whenever I think about it, you know, I'm a pretty basic guy. I don't really do a whole lot of, you know, exotic things or anything. Pretty clean cut. Work, work out, go to bed, you know, hang out with friends whenever I get the chance. And, uh, you know, I just overall like to have a good time. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. I know it's a little different for me uh, just interviewing without a camera because I don't know when you're going to stop so I could like chime in. So I was just like, all right, I'm just going to let this guy talk. <laughs> but it's all good. <laughs> so like uh, with football and stuff that like pan through and you've kind of already were introduced to, I'm sure like in college, you've done like some type of Olympic weightlifting prior to what you do now. Right. I'm sure like just cleans, maybe some snatches. Like what did you do and what they have you do in college? I was just curious. Uh, their main ones were going to be squat, bench, and instead of deadlifting, they did cleans. You know, they thought it was a just a more conducive to, I guess, you know, athletic ability or whatnot. Yeah, All exactly. I know is they didn't they didn't want us in there doing nine hundred pound deadlifts and then being dead for practice because you know sometimes you'd work out before or after. Hell, sometimes work out between two practices. But I mean, I did get a lot of work in with clean. So, you know, the, the sport wasn't completely foreign to me until I saw someone do a snatch and was like, well, that's neat. Why is he doing that? (laughs) That's funny. So like officially you like just wanted to dive into like weightlifting. Was it just like through football or did you see something or like, yeah, how exactly did you get started into like the sport? Uh, 
Well, as I was saying earlier, you know, it's just it came down down to like a year and maybe five months ago, me just wanting to see if I could still do a clean because we had Olympic platforms at uh, Southwest Barbell down in Lawton and, uh, you know, posted the video because I PR'd my, my old college clean. And uh, the guy who owns it also happened to be an Olympic lifting coach. So he just kind of said, hey, man, if you ever want to learn how to do snatch and, you know, also do the jerk after the clean, you know, I'll show you what it looks like. <laughs> That's what's up, man. You literally just coming in and still wanting to work out. He's like, I right, maybe I guess I'll finish the lift instead of just doing a clean. <laughs> and then, like, did you always knew it was a sport, or like you're just like, yeah, I know about it, but I'm just here to kind of have fun and throw some heavy weights. Uh, the, I think I had an idea just because uh, I knew who Lu Jun was, but uh, outside of that, I never really looked more into it until you know I started seeing it and wanting to try it, you know firsthand because I would see uh, Chris who owns the Southwest barbell and he'd, he'd be teaching Dan at the time before we were friends, you know, I'd be secretly competing with him and he had no idea. He didn't even know. He didn't care. That's hilarious. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, I saw it. I knew I didn't want to do 800, 900 pound back squats or anything like that. Cause I knew I had bad knees and I knew I was pretty flexible. So I figured strong, flexible, let's, let's give this a shot. And I'm loving it. Dude, that's awesome, man. It kind of seems like kind of naturally just fell in. Like after sports in college, you just want to do weightlifting. It's also athletic, you know, flexible, like you said, and just that combination combination, just being strength and just powerful as well. Um, so now we got a little background on that, which is crazy because it hasn't been even like two years. It's like a year and a half. Like what do you remember the exact date that when you started officially started doing like weightlifting again? Uh so my very first meet ever was actually uh, around this time last year. Wow. And that was the Oklahoma Open down at Coda CrossFit in, uh, in Norman. Dude, that's and I, insane. <laughs> and I probably prepped for that one for about two months. And if you watch the videos, you can definitely tell that I prepped for that sport for about two months. <laughs> but so, you still I mean, like you came know. out with the crazy total, didn't you? Like, what did you end up snatching and clean and jerk at your very first meet? I snatched one forty nine and clean and jerk two oh three. That's still insane. Like, it's crazy <laughs> how actually low your snatch was compared to your clean and jerk, which is still over two hundred. Which nobody even can like, not a lot of people can deadlift that. But it just cracks <laughs> me up, dude. Yeah, the, the form was definitely holding back a lot of the kilos because, I mean, you've seen the video. It's it's not pretty, but it's it's also nice to see, you know, that's where I started. That's how I looked, and this is where I am now. Just, you know, say like a year and a half later with just yeah. some proper coaching and, and just consistency. Dude, that's insane, man. Honestly, the progression, like, obviously – some people have it. Some people don't. And it's one of those things you kind of fell into. It's like, okay, maybe I could be good at this and uh, maybe I could actually take it serious. So that kind of leads to uh, what I really wanted to talk to you about, which I kind of saved conversation on the phone yesterday to talk to you was the, um, the prep for Arnold's so like, you know, it's good. We all get to have a little background, get to know you a little bit more. I'll ask some of those fun questions at the end, just random questions. But uh, I mainly wanted to talk to you about the uh, prep for Arnold. So you can just go ahead and we could talk about, I kind of wrote it down a little bit, stars for as far as starting with like the prep as in like training, eating, recovery, like what led up to the Arnold and like when did you start prep and just kind of talk about it. So uh, before... I want to say Texas State, a huge like limiting factor in my training was uh, my job because mm -hmm. uh, I do a uh, hot shot trucking, which is for anyone that doesn't know what that is. Just we'll just say I'm a semi truck driver. I'm not. But that's essentially the type of work that I was doing. And leading up to AO finals, I was actually only training two, three times a week if I was lucky. So uh, basically, after Texas State, I got an opportunity to just come down to San Antonio pretty much be down here full time, work out uh, at HQ with, you know, eyes on from B and uh, basically just get a consistent five days in every week leading up, which has been really helpful. 
and also, you know, not relying on uh, gas station food as my uh, <laughs> nutrition, <laughs> which overall has helped me feel better. You know, I was having a lot of issues with low back pain and knee pain because I'm I was sitting for long periods of time, and then you know, getting out of my truck, going to work out. Uh, sleep was a little bit not as good because you know you're sleeping in a different bed every night in a different hotel. So just just being down here, having consistency, training at the exact same time every day. You know, sometimes sneak into a train team training. You know, just so I could hang out and uh, lift with everybody else. That is just that was just like the biggest part of the training leading up to the Arnold. That's what's up, man. So like, what like? Obviously, I know how it is being on the road and trying to work out. I had no clue that leading up to finals out in you know Atlanta in December that you're only training twice, maybe three times, maybe. That's insane. Because I know how it is traveling. I do it with my work too in the Air Force. Uh, driving, my commute is just like an hour and back every single day. And if I go to the gym, then that's another half hour south and half hour back north. So essentially, it's like three hours of driving every single day for me. And so I understand completely how like you want to be good and you want to be on top of things. But sometimes the lifestyle of your job or just, you know, in general, just kind of deters you from going towards your goals. So um, I, what was like the main move like? That he's like, you know what, let's just go ahead and do this. I, I'm tired of doing like driving everywhere across country. And like, what was the deciding factor basically of you kind of making that decision? Um, I guess it was the importance of the meet for the goals that I had coming up. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically, the company that I work is owned by the guy, one of my buddies, one of my best friends that I went to college with. So it was real easy. I thought I was going to have to do a whole lot of, you know, negotiating and, and, and asking here and there to see if it'd be all right if they had, uh, if they would miss me for the next two months, if I just kind of, uh, you know, went to San Antonio for training. But, uh, you know, B called me, said, hey, this would probably be the best way to get the job done. And, uh, you know, I've got this tattoo that a lot of us have that say burn the ships. I didn't exactly burn a ship or anything because, you know, I'm in <laughs> good standing <laughs> with my employer. But I was like, man, if I'm going to if I'm going to talk like I'm talk like I'm about it, I need to be about it. So, you know, it was just let's do it. Once in a lifetime opportunity. Dude, that's insane. Let's that's awesome. Yeah, I get it, man. Like I got tattooed too, and sometimes like, man, I'm not burning the ships. I'm not going all out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. As far as what people don't know, I'm sure like people do know is that we're on Bear Barbell. Every single person that I happen to interview so far has been on the team. I'm not being biased. This is people I talk to. Um, also, um, when he says B, we're talking about Brittany Rucker, our head coach over in uh, HQ, which is in San Antonio. So um, Aaron lived in Oklahoma City or that area, and then he decided to move over and train full time over in San Antonio. So I just want to fill in a little backstory because I think that maybe some people might be confused. And then also you're a uh, super, which is a 109 plus kilo lifter, which means he could be the biggest and lift the biggest, you know? <laughs> it's kind of, I kind of want to talk about being a super too. Like I know we're talking about the prep and all that stuff. So as far as the prep being a super, is there a lot of volume that you have to limit or are you able to handle bigger loads? Obviously, cause you had a bigger weight. How is that? How does, yeah, Brittany kind of program for you and how, how are you like, how do you, um, six, like prep well? Cause some people are different with volume versus heavy weights. How does that look like for you? Um, typically we, we limit the volume quite a bit, especially whenever I first started to bear, when I had a lot of knee pain, you know, we kind of, we kind of joked around, we, we treated my knees like they had a little, uh, health bar in a video game, you know, a little stamina <laughs> bar. Yeah. They asked me, he's like, Hey man, where, where's your stamina bar at today? I'd be like, man, we're, we're in the green, we're in the yellow or, you know, whatnot. But typically, uh, whenever we focus in on technique work, the the load's a little bit lighter. I can handle more reps. But if we get to, like, real heavy loads, like real heavy clean and jerks, I think we did maybe one or two leading up to the Arnold. And uh, 
snatches. They're they're a lot easier on my knees, but uh, we we do limit volume quite a bit, which I'm very thankful for, and it's keeping me healthy to train the next day. You know, that makes sense. Do you do like a lot of like sub maximal lifts, or do you still like go higher but just like low reps and stuff like that? Uh, snatches. We usually do a lot of. It's either like s- small complexes, like a pull and a snatch, or a a pull and a clean. So none of that crazy stuff where you guys are going, you know, a clean into a jerk, into a jerk, into a deadlift, into a, you know, none of those crazy. Yeah. I yeah, watch yeah. those. I, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm so glad. I tell you what, man. <laughs> I mean, it's usually you know small complex. Not a ton of weight, and if we do go into the, you know, little heavier snatches or like the forty through sixty range, we're typically just doing singles. Okay, that's what's up, man. It's honestly pretty simple, and it seems like it works. Uh, as far as like, um, what's gonna call it? Like, do you like to do like as far as like comfortability of being like? Because you're obviously really strong, and the weights are uncomfortable. Like, I can't even comprehend how heavy you can lift. But as far as like the confidence wise, do you like to hit heavier lifts consistently, like singles, like heavy singles leading up to prep or just like you already know you have it. You're just dialing in technique. So then when you got to push it, you just push it. The thing I'm still battling with is uh, especially on snatches and I'm keep being told that this is with everyone. It's even if I've hidden like a certain number consistently in training, I'm still really, really nervous going into it, like on on game day. It's like you know, all those what ifs start creeping in, and you got to start yeah, pushing know. those out. But typically, uh, I like to hit heavier snatches in training. What we've been able to do, like I don't know if you know this, but in uh, leading up to AO finals, with the way my training schedule really sucked, I think I didn't snatch above 140 once because I just. I just wasn't able to, and I had like zero confidence in snatches going in until basically warmups in the back room. Dude, that's but, insane. <laughs> and what did you end up hitting again? Cause you did pretty good. Uh, I hit, what was it? It was, we opened at 50 because we were like, oh man, what we don't even know what we're good for right now. We hit 58 and then I, I pressed 66 unfortunately oh man that's just crazy that's crazy how like you'd even touch those like 20 kilos under that the whole time and then you're still able to at least snatch it even though it doesn't count competition like the 166 but that's that's insane to me yeah it's uh, it's nice knowing that I, there's there's usually so far there's just there's, there's a little bit more than what i'm able to do in training so whenever i'm able to hit say 60 65 consistently in training you know, now I'm going to feel really good going into competition that I'll be able to, you know, maybe post a PR, but at least definitely match what I have been able to do. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking like I've been doing so many meets, but I've done, I've done like <laughs> four. I've done like four. <laughs> I was just saying that too. I'm like talking super specific because I've been doing this for like, not comp- I've been doing this competitively since the, like the end of 2018 was my first meet I've ever done. Um, yeah. so it's like, it's been a little bit, but it's funny how I'm like asking you like, Hey, how you do this? He's like, I don't know, man, we're just going to do it and see what happens. But it's cool. <laughs> it's cool because like you're successful and you're still good at it and you have so much more room to grow. So that's why I love asking you questions and stuff like that. And I'm curious about like your like warm up routine and recovery. Cause you know, you lift a lot of weight. So like, how does like that, obviously you talk about your knees and stuff like that. You said like, obviously getting good sleep and eating was right, but like what type of stretches or do you get work done? How does that look like for recovery? Yeah. Leading up to the Arnold, uh, I actually was lucky enough to get to see Edwin once a week. So, uh, you know, he likes yeah. sticking needles in, uh, in muscles. So anytime I had some issues going on, you know, he was getting me right. Hey, big shout out and, to Edwin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but as for, you know, like warm up routine and stuff like that, uh, like when I first joined Bear, I had probably upwards of 30 to 40 minutes of just rehab movements that had to be done before and after. Uh, luckily, we've, we're slowly backing off from all that. But I've still got a lot of I got to warm up my hamstrings real good because they're really weak. I'm super quad dominant. I've got wall sits, 
you know, basically anything you can think of to, to just warm up your hamstrings and your knees. I'm most likely doing it before I ever start a workout. And if I ever, you know, decide or think that, oh, I feel really good right now, you know, maybe I don't need to warm up. And that starts falling, you know, like two, three days in a row. But like that fourth day, I know, all right, shouldn't have done that. I get it. I'll, <laughs> I'll get right back on it. But uh, yeah, that's the big thing. Honestly, that's impressive because uh, sometimes you hear like good athletes, they don't really warm up. They're just like, all right, let's just go or just kind of take it day by day, which obviously you have to take it day by day. Like I'm not going to warm up my hamstrings if my hamstrings don't feel that bad. And, you know, I'm just wasting time instead of I can be lifting. But having that discipline, you probably had it from playing, you know, football of really like taking your time and make sure you don't get hurt, which is honestly it's admirable because, you know, I do mobility stuff all the time, but sometimes I'm not consistent, you know, I'll be honest. And I'm sure everyone is depending on the day and what you got going on and stuff like that. So that's pretty good. So everyone listening out there, make sure you're freaking warm up because it's worth it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And just cause you're young doesn't mean you should uh, ignore them because I used to be that guy, you know, go to the gym. It's like, Oh, we don't need to warm up bench 225, feel great the next day. I swear. As soon as I hit, 25 years of age, then those little aches and pains, they start building up fast. And I think they build up faster when you're a super just because, Oh, I bet. Or, or, or maybe it's just me, you know, trying to find an excuse for myself. Who knows? No, I'm curious. Like, <laughs> like, well, I, like I've like lost like tore his hamstring on a clean. He didn't even look like he hurt himself. He's like, yeah. And like fell down. Like what happened? <laughs> he like totally like tore his like hamstrings and it was wild. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like over 500 pounds just landing on him, you know? Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's like weight is weight. No matter how heavy you are like that, that is going to take a toll on you. And yeah. depending on your bone density and stuff like that, everyone's different. Yeah. Um, speaking of weight, uh, weight is weight. I actually, a little confession, three weeks leading up to the Arnold, I pulled my hamstring, you know, with, uh, I want to say 45 kilos on my back. <laughs> See, that's insane. <laughs> what? How? Explain that. What happened, dude? <laughs> oh, man. You know, I was just doing some uh, something I wasn't supposed to do. I was like straddled on the ground, you know, just stretching. I was like, man, you know, I could put a little weight on my back. It'll be fine. You know, I was like, the weight started taking me down. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I'm actually pretty flexible. Then all of a sudden, I got really flexible, really fast. And I was like, ah, my head hit the ground. I was like, you know, I'm just going to pretend like nothing's wrong. And, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, man. that is a, not, not really my proudest moment. And also not the smartest thing to do leading up to a really big competition for yourself. But yeah, l learn from me. If you're not supposed to do it, guys, don't do it. So did you do like the classic weightlifted thing where like they're doing like a splits, almost like sitting down, they put a bar on their back and they lean forward. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. It's called the pancake stretch. Yeah. I can't even do that. It messes up my back. I tried doing that once with like 40 kilos and it was not pretty. I was like, <laughs> I don't think my body can move that way. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I'm glad that you're fine. And like, just trust me. I even like tweaked my back. I don't even know what happened, but like my back popped a little bit on a squat with like 60 kilos on my back. It was so weird. That's back when I was having back problems when I first joined bear and it was a while getting back. But, um, yeah, but yeah, you just gotta be smart. And sometimes you don't know the unexpected, unexpected things like that. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, I want to do like a play by play of the competition. So, First of all, like, how did you get invited to the rogue stage? How did that work? So uh, I still don't fully understand it, but I guess they went off of the totals that you had for, so I guess my total from finals, and there's a ranking, and they just invited people off that list until they had uh, all the slots filled in the rogue stage. So, you know, I'm, I'm still pretty new to most of this, but I I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how it worked. It was just the top people that they had that wanted to lift on the rogue stage, you know, as they were sending out invites. And then that's just how we got selected. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I also heard this, and I don't care. I'm calling them out uh, as far as USAW. You know how there was like a, a cap on uh, people to sign up? Yeah. Well, I guess they made an exception for like elite athletes and stuff like that. Because one of my boys, I'm not saying who's on the rogue stage with you, um, he forgot to <laughs> sign up on time and he got a chance to lift. Like I said, I'm not saying any names, but uh, or people, but I'm like, damn, I guess that makes sense. But you know, I'm, 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 I might have heard something like that too. But you know, I, <laughs> I ain't hey, gonna say nothing. Exactly, it is what it is. I just want to throw that out there. You know, put some little tea. And, you know, just. <laughs> I don't care. No one, no one's going to listen to my crap anyway, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's awesome, dude. Like this year's second national meet. Am I yes. correct? Yes. So second national meet, he gets on the rogue stage with some people who don't even get to do for a lifetime. That's insane. Yeah. W- were there some people that you heard of that like were going to do it as far as like your competition or, or didn't want to, or yeah. Like, do you know, or are you just kind of like clueless? Um, I didn't know. I, I figured because um, uh, Alejandro Medina, he's one of my uh, one of the people I'm competing against, but he's going to Pan Am's in like two weeks. Oh, so no figured, shit. Yeah, so I figured he wasn't doing the Arnold anyway. So him, I got to lift with old Tayon Vereen up there, who's also, mm-hmm. he's a young guy, put up a fat total. And, uh, well, we all know what happened to Kaiser, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's bull crap, but no, that's cool, man. That's cool. Like, God, as far as like, um, just having that opportunity, but it felt freaking good. Were you yeah. nervous at all? I think I was more nervous until, you know, you kind of get in the zone right before you step up onto the platform because, you know, I, I was talking to B back in the, in, in the back room. I was like, man, I remember last year I was here, you know, helping, Jared from Death Before Dishonor sell T-shirts. Just man, you know, thinking, man, I hope one day I can lift at the Arnold. And you know, one year later, here I am. I got to get the chance. But uh, I think the biggest thing that helped me not be nervous on the platform is just, I guess, experience. You know, on a college football field. Yeah, man, you got a full crowd. I mean, sure, there's a bigger crowd than there was at the Arnold. I mean, collectively at the Arnold, maybe you know, is more more than the football field, but as far as like all eyes looking on you, I'm pretty sure you're used to that. As far as like, I know it's probably different though, being on a team versus like yourself. Like, is this your first sport that you've played as a, as an individual athlete? Uh, yeah, it is actually. Uh, Cause football and well, I wouldn't, I did throw, you know, shot and discus. So like in the, in the moment, you're the only one out there, but it still all counts towards, you know, the team. And the same thing, I guess I treat Olympic lifting the same way as, especially at those national meets. It's like, sure, I'm out there alone in the moment, but it all reflects back on the team at the end of the day. And, you know, yeah. you, you, you're not really as nervous, I want to say, whenever you feel that you've prepared for the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just trust what you've been taught and don't go out there and try anything new, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I like to compare it because I played baseball growing up since I was a kid. I compare like going on the platform on the stage, kind of like being at bat, like you're on a team. And but at the moment you are by yourself and you only have three strikes to either like make, you know, get on base or, you know, whatever. So I kind of compare it to to that. That kind of helps me when it comes to competing. Yeah. I also think it's kind of crazy that you were you're helping the death before dishonor with the i uh me and chad shout out to chad carry miss him i don't know i haven't talked to him forever actually i just talked to him like the other day but um yeah we went over to by the booth and because we met them at the first like oklahoma states that they had in 2021 they had it in december for some november for some reason yeah but long, long story short uh arnold last year we saw them too and i guess i'm surprised i didn't see it you must have been all somewhere else yeah, we had like six people there. So any if you ever saw two people there, the rest of us were probably out roaming. I think okay. I hit up that rain booth about 72 times because that, <laughs> that was literally my only source of hydration <laughs> that day. Dude, yeah, the rain, just giving out free rings with tote bags and all that stuff, with swag bags yeah. or whatever. That was pretty cool. <laughs> it was fun. 
<laughs> the Arnold's always a good time. Sorry. So you said you felt prepared leading up to it. Uh, you know, obviously you had a good prep leading up with B. Um, how did the warm-ups go when you first started, like for snatches? So uh, it was kind of crazy back there because, I mean, the there was like literally a strongman event going on directly behind us. And they had the loudest speakers known to mankind back there. So every like couple minutes, they'd play someone's theme music or something. It would just like vibrate the whole area. So it was a it was a little bit of a task trying to stay, you know, fully focused. But once you started moving the barbell, you know, it felt pretty good. You know, start off seventy, uh, throw on a hundred, hit that for a snatch, and I made the mistake of saying, "Ooh, that feels light." And then, you know, kept working up, went 10, 20, 30, 40, everything was going, you know, according to plan. I went, took 50, threw it behind my back. I was like, oh, man, here we go. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I always, I always have an oopsie in the back. You know, I'd rather have that oh, crap feeling in the back room where I got, you know, time to, to gather myself. But we got it together for 55. Got 60 up, and then we went out there, opened at 64, hit that. It wasn't really as pretty, but, you know, it's a good rep. So on competition day, that's all that matters, three white lights. It's a good lift. That's insane. So you hit 164 as an opener. Yeah. Uh, what what do you guys choose that number? Was that the highest you ever opened up at or no? Yeah, that was my highest opener. And uh, I don't know. It's just, you know, we, we wanted to go off of how how I felt hitting 60. And I wanted to make sure uh, that, you know, I didn't go out there, you know, with a big ego or anything. Just just get something on the board, you know, get the, the whatever that feeling is before you hit your first snatch. Get that out of the way so, you know, you feel good and confident for your for my second attempt. So 64 was the opener, biggest opener so far. And then we ended up going out at 70. Mm-hmm. I hit that. Felt really good. I think I actually moved how I was supposed to, but don't tell B I said that. <laughs> <laughs> is that then, a PR? What is what is the most you've done in training? Uh, leading up, the the most I hit in training was sixty. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So usually my uh, my game day PRs are, are, or like game day lifts are a lot better for me than my training lifts. So I hit 60 in training leading up, but 70 was just like a PR match basically from the first time I ever hit it at Cal Strength when I was out, out there at California for, for work. And then Oh, the, yeah. yeah. I remember that video. That's honestly <laughs> kind of went viral. Everyone's like, who the fuck is this guy? It's like, it's like wild too because like you could tell that you didn't really know what you're doing. You're just like, bah, just going to bang it and get under it. And all of a sudden yeah. it's like, boom, you got three reds. What did you yeah. put collars on? It was just three reds, right? It was just three reds, yeah. That's insane. <laughs> just three reds. That's insane. Sorry. So it was 64, 170. Do you usually go just in those like uh, jumps, like four kilos, or just depending on like four to five kilos? Like how is your jumps usually within attempts? Uh, with snatch, I'm pretty comfortable with five kilo jumps. That one we took, uh, we took six just, you know, because I wanted to hit 70 again. That, that was a good number to set me up to not have – to have like a, a crazy uh, clean and jerk opener. And then we went out at 74 and unfortunately I didn't pull it high enough and didn't get under it. So hey, man. I, I did miss that one. <laughs> That's more than can you ask for. You said you hit like 160 something in training leading up and then you hit a match, but with way better technique and on a rogue stage yeah. and yeah. at your second national meet. Like that's something definitely to be proud of. Yeah, it was, it was definitely awesome. So, like, um, snatch went well. You went two for three, missed your last one. But that would have been, like, another, like, all-time PR as well, right? But yes, you, at least you had that opportunity on the stage, you know? Yep. And it's one of those things is where, I mean, I, I, I can watch back the video and see how high I pulled it. So, I mean, next time I get under 174, you know, there's, like, a little bit of added extra confidence. It's like, listen, if you just trust your technique, you know, you know the bar will be where it needs to be. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. See, that's something to look like, get motivated for, for next time, for sure. Yeah. So who, who was all, who was able to go back there? Cause I know like, you know, like other, um, 
it gets a little crazy sometimes with our team. I'll say that. Like, we have a big team sometimes. We have a big squad in the back room. Um, who was all, like, allowed, or who did you have back there with you besides Brittany? Or was it just Brittany? Uh, no, no. Since uh, me and Lane were back there and we shared a platform, we basically had, like, eight passes to go around. So we could, oh, nice. I mean, and everybody was going to be helping us. So I re- hopefully I don't forget anybody here. It was me, Lane, Brittany, we had Bobby Circus, we had Reba, Jenny, and Layla. I think I think that was everybody. Okay, okay. Were you, um, was anybody else competing at the same time, or um, it was just you guys? Uh, they were uh, like in the t- on the team in general. Yeah. Yeah, I know for sure because I talked to him to, like afterwards. Uh, we had oh Selena and and Neil because they were they were telling me they were upset they weren't able to watch because they were competing at the same time and uh, their platforms were like uh, not in the what was it called the ex- big hall? hall or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it yeah. was like just outside in in one of their little ballrooms. Yep, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Oh, that's cool. So you had a whole squad back there. I'm sure having Lane back there well, with you was fun, right? Yeah, it was nice because, I mean, you know, he was hitting his warm-ups. I was hitting my warm-ups. We we're kind of just, you know, vibing. And then uh, since it was so loud, I couldn't really hear who was out on the actual stage lifting. But, you know, found out after the fact he did pretty good as well. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, like, that's cool, man. Just having, like, what are the odds? I keep bumping into this thing. What are the odds of, like, having a teammate on a rogue stage? It's pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was super nice. The I know the the one thing that sucked is uh, a lot of people said that the streams were, like, cutting out at, towards the end. Ah. So I think, like, as I was pulling 213 off the ground, I know because my mom was upset. She was like, man, what's going on? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Stupid technology. USAW, get your... Get your stuff like powerlifting. Their stuff is always on point. I'll give them that. The yeah. powerlifting streams are, are pretty dope. And they do it off of, like, Twitch and stuff sometimes. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the clean and jerks then. I kind of get si- sidetracked about uh, just the rogue stage in general. So, two for three, you hit uh, 170, tied your all-time PR with good technique. Going yeah. into clean and jerks, how, how'd that go in the back? Uh, pretty good. I felt real good, you know, uh, Set, set myself up to not have to open anything crazy. Uh, we ended up, uh, you know, warm-ups were, my clean and jerk warm-ups are usually short because I don't want to get burned out and tired in the back. So, you know, it's, we'll go 70 kilos, 120, 140, 60, 80, 90, 95. And then we opened 205. Open up at 205? Yeah. You felt pretty confident was, about that? Oh, yeah. Uh, I've, I feel pretty confident in that 200 to 205 range because, uh, knock on wood, I've, I've never missed any of those reps. And, uh, you know, went out there, hit that, felt really good. Uh, came back out for my second attempt because uh, for clean and jerks, uh, old Tayon, he's, he's got a good clean too now. So uh, we, were, we were going back and forth a little bit. I think he came out and hit like uh, 207. Dang. Uh, I was like, all right. So I went out there. We needed 213 to lock in a 383 total to, to, to steal the number one slot uh, or the number one spot and secure my uh, trip to Cuba. Went out there, hit that jerk. We, we worked on jerks a lot. So there was once I cleaned it, I was like, oh, yeah, here we go again. We're ready to go. Got it overhead. And then uh, Tayon shot up to 220 mm. to, to kind of force me to go out first. And then I just told B, it's like, do what you got to do, and, and, and I'll do what I need to do. So she bumped up, sent him out. Unfortunately, he missed. And I went out, and I, I, I caught it in my front rack and tried to stand up too fast and ended up <laughs> dumping, it, dumping it on the ground because uh, my, my hips shot up first. And I, yeah. didn't, I didn't account for the extra bar whip for when it landed. So when I tried to stand, the bars was still kind of whipping downward, so it pulled my chest forward. And what weight was that? Because you didn't tell me. What weight was the last attempt? 221. 
221? Okay, so you just yeah. did one kilo after. Okay, damn, that's crazy. So you, and that was that would be a, uh, another PR for you? Yeah, that would have been a six kilo PR. And since I pulled, like, I mean, I watched the video back. I see how high the bar got and that I got it in my front rack. And, you know, if I would have just been more patient, you know, now I feel really confident for the next meet that I'll, you know, I would want to throw that on a bar again. Dude, that's insane. That's awesome. So pretty much you only miss like your last two, like third attempts on each lift, right? Yeah. And they would have been for like all time PRs as well. So, I mean, you yeah. essentially hit PRs in both lifts, PR total, I'm assuming, right? And um, PR for a national stage, yes. Yeah. Two kilos then, under uh, state, unfortunately. Yeah. What year was that when you hit that? Uh, that was that just was, last year? No, that was the the last competition I did. It was uh, when was Texas State? Wasn't it? In, oh, Texas like State. Yeah, that's in January. Yeah, yeah, I forget that it came up so soon. I was thinking Oklahoma for some reason. Oh yeah, no, that was uh, that was down at Texas State. Yeah, dude, that's crazy, man. Like on that huge stage, hit those numbers. I bet it felt good too. Like just having that opportunity. It's like, all right, let's send it. That always puts you in a good place where you could actually uh, go for PRs on the last attempts. Yeah, it was awesome because uh, me and B were joking the whole time in the back. It was like, dude, there's so many girls watching. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's insane. I, I, I'm just, I just wish I was freaking there. You went from being a spectator of watching a rogue stage to competing and being literally the last one, I'm assuming, to clean and jerk, right? Yeah. Like, you was able to close out the show. Like, that's got to be an awesome feeling, man. And as far as you said – uh, get your ticket to Cuba. Like, explain that. What what were you? What was your goals for this competition specifically, and what was the outcome? So the the goals uh, we had two goals, and for some reason, now that I'm on the spot, I forgot what the second one was. But I know we <laughs> I know we got it. Oh no, it was uh, those were the two goals. It was to put one kilo on Medina's total, which we did. Which was uh, his is 382 minus 383 now to to lock in a spot for Cuba and of course the second goal was to make make the Cuba team. So I mean yeah I'm I'm a little upset that we missed our third attempts but if I'm just looking at it you know on paper is we had two goals and we achieved two goals. So I mean you know it was a, it was a good day. That's insane man I'm sure you thrived off the energy there. I'm sure it yes. was great. Oh man, um, that was awesome. Oh, dude, I couldn't even imagine. Like, did you get like chills? Or did you feel like it was in a movie? Like, how did that feel? Just being like, all these people looking at me, and we're just you're doing what you love, and it's like, let's just do it. It, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. It's just it's just really awesome. I, it's just you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, you you always want to do something that you love doing and have a bunch of people watching. It's just a really good feeling overall. Yeah, and then man. also to, you know, have a pretty good day at it. That's, it's just, I don't know. I can't really explain it. Exactly. No, I know what you mean. Like just sometimes it's like surreal and you don't know how to explain it. It's just the energy. You know what I mean? It's hard yeah. to replicate or describe the yeah. energy, but I'm sure it was just all over good vibes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Really hoping that I can do that again sometime. That was a lot of fun. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, I unfortunately, but I bet your Cuba competition won't be as hype as that. I mean, it's going to be hype because <laughs> you're being international. So, yeah. is it Pan Am's? What is what is this Cuba meet? No, I like, think that's the. I was try, I was trying to ask B. I was like, I don't I don't really understand. I think is this one's called like the Grand Prix. So it's not Pan Am's. It's not Worlds. It's just like another international meet. International that meet. Fits okay. Into the the little Olympic qualifier whatever decision-making process. So it's like, I want to say what she said. It was like, it's like the local meet of the international meets. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So it's like, it probably still will only have like Pan Am people competing in it. Right. I'm assuming cause it's in Cuba. Like you're uh, not going to have, from what I understand, it could be anyone. Okay. Yeah. It's just, uh, there's like five total meets that three of which you have to do. And uh, this is just one of those ones where it's like, I guess, not locked to the Pan American regions or I guess, you know, worlds is, is worlds. This is just like a weird, like in between point. You okay. Know? Yeah. But then, uh, 
as long as nothing funky happens, I should also make it to the uh, world team as well. So I'm just, you know, from here on out, it's just trying to post fatter and fatter totals and, you know, give it my all. That's fucking cool, man. I'm jealous. I just want to say, first of all, congrats on fucking congrats on being a USA like Team USA athlete. You'll get your freaking USA singlet with your name on it. So first of all, congrats with a year into the sport. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> you already mentioned Worlds, which is unbelievably crazy just to think about. That's in contention, and you have so much more to grow. So, like I said, just props to you. Congratulations. Like I can't even like I said, I can't even imagine that, but it's cool. So like what is moving like are you looking more short term goals, like long term goals? What are your yeah, what is your goals here here on out now that you're gonna be competing for the grand I think it's Grand Prix, he said in Cuba? Yeah. Well, I mean all of it is to, you know, maybe hopefully make a run for the twenty four Olympics. So that's that's as far out as I'm looking really, but I want to really focus on the short-term goals now, you know, trying to take it one meet at a time, uh, giving, giving a hundred percent to the sport and, uh, making sure I'm doing everything right. You know, setting myself up for the, for the best possible outcome. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear the 2024 <laughs> Olympics. <laughs> Dude, I'm so proud of you. Honestly, it's, it's cool, man. Like, obviously like first time we met, we, you know, bonded off anime and all that stuff. And you're freaking strong and inspiring. You're very humble too. Like you never really brag about the weights or a lot of it's probably just new to you. So you're just kind of like a humble, like child. Like, I don't know. I'm just good <laughs> at this. And people are like, what the, what the hell are you talking about? But love to hear it. You know why? Cause it's stirring shit up. It makes it exciting. That's why I love this sport. Cause you got guys like you who have all the potential. You're still young. And to be good. And I freaking know you personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'll go ahead and wrap it up. I won't ramble on about just, um, you know, talking about weightlifting. Because, to be honest, I can only talk about weightlifting for so long. I love yeah. it. But um, <laughs> I think we definitely talked a lot and good stuff. But now I got what I call these fire questions, which I was going to throw at you really quick. And we'll finish right. it off. And, um, yeah, we'll just close it out. So, are you ready? Uh, all right. Let's go. All right, first favorite lift. Favorite lift, uh, clean and jerk. I'm better at it. <laughs> yes, I, me too. <laughs> Fuck snatches. All right, so if you could be one anime character, who will it be? Ooh, damn. Gotcha. Uh. <laughs> Man, I'm going to just go ahead. I'm gonna, I, I got to give a basic-ass answer. Oh, sorry. I don't know if we were allowed to cuss or not. I'm cussing. Uh, Oh, I didn't even realize it. Okay. Uh, I'd, I'd have to say Goku, man. You know, he just, the work ethic, wanting to be oh, the yeah. best. That's, that's literally how I feel right now. I just want to keep training and, and, and keep challenging people. Well, fuck yeah. I'll give you my, do a spirit bomb for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next question. Favorite dish. Favorite dish? Yeah, like food. What do you like to eat? Ooh. What can you eat every day? Every day? I, man, give me some bulgogi. Over some rice with some mm. cooking paper, I'm I'm ready to go. Kimchi or no? Kimchi, yes, hundred percent. Hell yeah, that's all, I could eat that all day every day. <laughs> if you could lift with one person, who would it be? Dead or alive? Lift? Yeah, it doesn't have to be weightlifting. Lift like L I F T. I don't know, man. Uh, it was a uh, C T Fletcher, the guy that. Uh, yeah, I think I'm thinking the right name. He just his energy. I feel I love like that guy. <laughs> I feel like I'd be able to go ham if he was yelling at me, calling me names. Dude, he single-handedly inspired me to work out. Really? I watched a video that commanded you to grow, and he had like his entourage of like people that Metroflex, and I was like, I want to be like that. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> so yeah, hell yeah, I love CT. I actually got to meet him at the CrossFit Games. He was walking by with some like his entourage or whatever. And I already, I was at this beer garden, you know, at the CrossFit games in Madison. Yeah. And I was just drinking a beer, having a good time. And I saw CT in the corner of my eye. And I was like, literally like went over and tapped him on the shoulder. Like, hey, CT. And like, he could have just walked away or just said hi, but he stopped and like shook my hand. And I was able to like explain to him, like still like, you know, it's being a total fanboy. It's like, dude, yeah. you're the one that inspired me. And he's just like, thank you. I really appreciate that. Just that, how that little like time, 
that yeah. he just took out to talk to me. I just thought it was like super genuine. I was too scared to ask for a picture though. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, so yes, man. props to CT man. I love this guy. And then hobbies outside of weightlifting. Uh, and I'm a big game nerd. I like to I like to game it up a little bit. You know. Nice. What games? Uh, you know, a little bit of uh, World of Warcraft. If anybody out hey. there listening. Yeah, my bro- my uh, my friend, I call him my brother, but he plays that all the time. Yeah, it's just, I mean, you know, just something whenever you get bored, link up. And most of the time, I, it's not one of those games that I play, you know, just like by myself. It's usually I'm playing with like Dan or, you know, other friends. It's like may- maybe it's not even so much the gaming part of it. It's just kind of like, you know, shooting the shit with, you know, the people you care about. That's how I was like during COVID, especially was awesome playing like Call of Duty and just bullshitting online was like super fun. Yeah. And then uh, last but not least, I'll wrap it up with, since it's the Power Not podcast, what do you consider a power? What do I consider a power? If it helps you, I'll kind of explain it, if that makes sense. Okay. So a lot of people consider like CrossFitters, like if it's like, above parallel we're talking about the hips and knees i usually kind of more lenient on the power is it doesn't look if your hips are slightly lower than where your knees are but it's obviously way higher than your full i consider a power i just want to know what your definition is of power just to close it off with the power not podcast uh i'd have to go with definitely anything above parallel Makes sense. Are you pretty strict yeah. with that? Like, if you like sink in a little bit, if you catch it, he's like, "Oh, that's not a that's a yeah. that's not a power." There's just like a point where whenever I catch it and I feel it, I'm like, "Oh, there's no way." And then just because my my legs are so damn big, it's like if I post a video, they're gonna be like, "Oh, yeah, no way, dude, that's not a power." I was like, "Man, come on." So you're pretty absolute, like <laughs> yeah. above ninety or not. You know, yeah. that's that's kind of high. Okay, that's that's good. That's fair enough. And then last but not least, man, it was nice having you on here. Hopefully, uh, I'll catch up with you at the Bear Camp if you'll be there. But um, where can we find you on social media? Uh, I'm on Instagram at awill59. That's just A-W-I-L-L-5-9. And, uh, you know, I kind of keep Facebook for just family, so there's not really much anything else on there. So mainly Instagram. Got it. All right. So Aaron Williams, A-W-I-L-L-5-9 A-W-I-L-L-5-9 on Instagram. Go follow him. He's an awesome dude, up and coming weightlifter. You should be excited to see him lift soon. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on and chatting with me. Hey man, thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to Power Now Podcast. This is your host Corey O'Connor. Stay tuned for other new podcasts that'll be coming up soon with these awesome athletes, and I'll catch you later. Peace.